Hello, fellow warriors, and welcome to another episode of Be a Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm back. Last week I was on vacation. I was out seeing family in Illinois, Chicagoland area, and um, didn't post anything, took some time off, and was reposting my previous episode, I think from season one, on TMR surgery, which is something I actually had to go through because of a neuroma in my leg. And for those of you that don't know me, hey, I'm an above knee amputee. This is year four for me. Um, I just just went over. I'm probably about four and a half years in now. And this podcast is twofold. It's my way of giving back and helping others through the journey of, of going through something really hard in life, especially for amputees, because I have some knowledge in that now. And the other was kind of to talk me through some of the things that I knew I was going to be going through and hoping that maybe my personal journey, not only talking about it would help me heal and push through, but also help um, somebody else in need. So like I said, we took some time off, went and saw family in Chicago, back in Arizona now. It's hot. The summer is now ramping up. I can't even believe it feels like just yesterday we were wearing jeans and sweatshirts and stuff. And now it's almost too hot for what I'm wearing indoors. So it's crazy. Here we go. I think next week we're supposed to hit 100. So it is coming and it is inevitable, at least until October. This week, I wanted to get into something. Um, I thought I would go through something that I'm going through right now. I thought it's easier for me to talk about something I'm in the midst of. Um, I hate doing a podcast if I don't have something that's personal, a journey that I'm on or just have gone through. And so I've been through, you know, two weeks of not really speaking live to you. And I thought, you know what, I just spent the day over at my prosthetist office and then went and visited my PT that helped me uh, get used to my prosthetic. And I thought I would talk to you a little bit about that because I think it's going to be a great segue into my point for this episode, which is basically, um, you know, loving yourself and enough to love yourself when you're on your own and where you're at on this journey called life. So what I had to do is I went in today and I got to try on a check socket. Now, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts or you've seen any of my pictures on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see that I have had a plethora of sockets in, I would say in three years. My first three years, I went through about 14, 15 sockets. The one I'm wearing right now Um, that you can't see even if you're watching YouTube, but the one I'm wearing right now, which is the one I love so much and I love the way it's designed that I created, I have had this since probably last August, which is probably the, nope, it is definitely the longest I've ever had one socket. But the problem is, is that what was happening is I use my sockets really hard. I'm in them from the moment I wake up in the morning Um, I don't even leave my bedroom until it's on and I don't take it off till I'm ready to take my shower at night and hop into bed. 
So that could be anywhere from six to 11, six in the morning to 11 at night. And so it stays on. So I beat the crap out of it. And I go to the gym, I go to the horse, I hike, I do all sorts of things. Well, what has been happening, um, and, and if you got this, if you, I'm a skin fit. So this only happens really if it's skin fit. But my inside soft liner started to crack a little bit right at the top of it so that every time my I would walk, my leg movement would open the crack and then on the walk through, the push through, it would pinch down and it was pinching skin just ever so slightly over and over and over and over and over again. And the first time it happens, you're like, well, what the heck is that? And if you're not if you don't, and the first time this happened to me on another socket, I had no idea this was possible until my PT or my prosthetist showed me. Now I know what to look for. So when I'm like walking around doing my thing and then all of a sudden I'm like, gosh, why am I all of a sudden so raw? I will look that night and sure enough, I'm finding a crack. And they don't look big, but when you're skin fit and you're wearing it all day and you're sweating in it, every little imperfection is felt like a rock in your shoe. So if you can imagine, sometimes it feels like you have a huge stone in your shoe and then you take your shoe off and you dump it out and it's this tiny little thing and you're like, really? That was hurting me that much? That's what it feels like when you have something, a malfunction in your socket on a skin fit because I got nothing between me and that plastic and it is hitting me and pinching me raw. So what has happened, because I really liked my fit and I didn't want to have to change and do a new socket, like I've explained in the other in other episodes, is when you get a new socket, at first it's really exciting. You know, my first like maybe six or seven, I was really excited about getting because I was shrinking and I was changing and it would fit better. But then you start realizing that um, every time you get a new socket, you go through about a week of getting used to it, which basically I always liken to getting a brand new pair of shoes and it rubs the back of your heel raw or whatever until you get used to it. Well, same thing with this new socket, especially when it's skin fit and there is nothing between you and the actual liner. So, you know, I go through rubbing certain areas raw, pinching, folding of skin, and then that wears and pinches throughout the day and you can get like calloused and everything, it's crazy. So then you start dreading the time that you have to go and get it changed because you don't want to go through that again. And you know it's coming no matter what. So what we were doing with this one, and I'm thinking, goodness, this probably has been going on with this crack, I would say for like four or five months. And the first time it happened, I told my prosthetist, I went all the way down to see him, basically took it off. He took out the liner and then created an internal mold of plastic, melted it to it and reformed over a little bit of it, sanded it down, buffed it out, and I was good to go for a while. Like anything, a few a few weeks later, it'd start to wear and it would snap again. And I'd have this little pinching going on. We did this about four or five times and he finally said, okay, I think it's time for us to go ahead and put in the insurance to get a new new socket because this is not staying fixed for you. And and it's a long drive just to have him do something that takes him about 10, 15 minutes to fix. It's It's a 45 minute drive one way. So today after, um, 
he had my leg the last time and fixed the crack, he poured cement into it and created a mold of it because I'm still fitting really well in this one. So we just have to get a brand new one made. And unfortunately, a brand new inside plastic liner can't be made and replaced. You have to do the whole socket. So I'm going back to the drawing board and creating my design and getting the materials and getting the pigment from the auto paint shop, et cetera, et cetera. So that was today. Today, after he took out the cement inside part, he recreated that mold. And today I got to try on my check socket. Now, normally he lets me leave with my check socket all like done up so it's solid so I can tool around in it for a few days to make sure nothing is wrong with the way it fits that will be unbearable for me to deal with. But because it's it was a cement impression of what I'm wearing, I just had to try it on and make sure things were lined up and everything came out the right way because I'm not changing anything, it's all good. So I was excited that I didn't have to take it home and wear a hard socket because a check socket is a clear plastic, hard plastic socket with no soft liner. And it it hits your bone in, in your, your groin area and your sit bone and all of that. And it hurts. It's, it can bruise you. And then when you get bruised, it takes forever for that bruise to heal. Now, I bring all this up to let you know what I've been doing because even four years in, I'm still dealing with certain issues. That's just kind of how life is. And I say that to you because especially if you are going through an amputation, just went through an amputation, you need to remember that things are going to come up and there's going to be constant change. One, when you first get a socket, your limb changes drastically. You atrophy, your muscles kind of just become nothing. You might lose some weight. You might gain weight. Just things are always changing. And so that's why I had so many sockets in the first three years, because as soon as I started wearing mine, I was off and running and dropping weight like you know, nobody's business. And then your shape of your leg changes as it atrophies. And then that makes change. It's just really crazy. And it's a constant journey. And so that's why one of my podcasts, I actually wrote about how you better like your prosthetist because they're going to be with you for a long time. At least you hope if it's a good prosthetist, you hope they're around forever. Uh, Granted, they're going to have to retire eventually. um, But you want the best that you can get for as long as possible. And then after that, I decided, well, I'm in the area and I don't normally come down here. I'll go say hi to my PT. (laughs) And so I went over to Touchstone Rehabilitation and said hi to the gang all there and saw a couple amputees that I recognized. And it was just great um, community, you know, time to talk about what's new, talk about some ideas, throwing some ideas out there that I have brewing for my YouTube channel, which I can't wait to get started because they're all in and doing little videos with me. And so I did all that. And one thing I just, I, this was a whole day event. So for me, of course, I'm very social. Uh, That's why I probably can talk forever on a podcast and I had to work to break it down to 30 minutes. But, um, you know, I enjoy that camaraderie because most of the time I'm at home up here in carefree and it's pretty quiet. I don't see a lot of my friends and, and, you know, I get busy doing stuff with the dogs and around the house here and, you know, my regular schedule, going to see a horse and, and going to the gym, things like that, that mean a lot to me and what I like to spend my time doing. Now, 
one thing that I have to express to you is the fact that one of the things I had to talk to you about with my PT today, and this comes into um, the topic for today. What I have noticed, and you, as, as an amputee, you start taking notice to things. And if you're really smart, you're really taking notice, making mental notes, and maybe even jotting notes down. Because it will, you're going to see reoccurring themes going on, just so you know. If you're new to this gig, write some things down. Keep a journal either on paper or in your phone on dates and things that are going on because it's a reoccurring thing. Now, for me, what I have noticed in the past probably four or five months, I have been feeling a higher sensation in my missing foot, the phantom sensation. It's tingling a lot and all the time. Like right now, it's just tingling. And it actually feels like it's burning, like someone lit a match under it and it's burning. And you can't get away from it. It's just there. And I do a really good job dealing with it. And I hadn't said anything because I just, I know as an amputee that normal is no longer. Um, You can go with status quo for you, I guess, but you have to know your pain threshold. You have to know what is going to be your new norm and what is not a a normal sensation that you're going to want to discuss with your prosthetist. And I've been dealing with this for a long time and I finally decided to bring it up to them today because last night I got zero sleep, zero. I sat there and even though my eyes were shut, I tossed and I turned, my internal eyes were wide open and alert. Um, I don't know if it had to do with the pain I was feeling or if it was also maybe something I ate that afternoon or that evening. I don't know. But I do know that I got no sleep. <laughs> I am very, very tired right now. And I thought, you know what? I want I wanted you guys to know this because why does this have to do with loving yourself where you're at? And quite frankly, you know, I gave it a, a lot of thought in the last few days on what I really wanted to talk about. And a lot of times I'll think of something I really want to talk to you about. And then I, I realized something else takes precedence. And that was this today. And all of a sudden I shifted up everything for my podcast. What I have found out is obviously in the spectrum of, of life, some of us have amazing support systems around us while others are all alone. But the problem is that no matter your support system, When you're going through something like amputation, which not a lot of people go through, and I highly doubt many people have two people in their family with an amputation, even one is unheard of. But in our case, like I'm the only one that I know of in all of my family ever in the history of my family lineage or my husband who has had an amputation. And quite frankly, no matter how good the support is, You are on your own when it comes to figuring things out. You can talk to your family and your support and you can talk to your friends and see what they have to say. But in the long run, like last night when I was wide awake all night long, I was on my own and no one could help me through that. And this is why I said, do you love yourself where you're at? Because 
If you're angry at your circumstance or you're not having forgiven the person or people that put you into your circumstance and you're not forgiving of the life you are leading right now based on whether you believe that that was from a higher power or an external circumstance, your energy that you are putting out will either be your demise or will be your... um, your reckoning, like your joy, right? So for me, I am full on board what I decided to do with an amputation four years ago. Did I know it would be hard? I figured it would probably be difficult. Did I know it would be painful all the time? I guess I supposed I didn't think it was going to be a magical cure for everything. And I knew that it would be weird having something attached to my leg. But you, you're never really totally prepared for when it will strike, how hard it'll strike, and when it will um, literally take you to your knee. <laughs> In my case, one knee, because I only have one knee. And that's when loving ourselves, where we're at in this journey right now, today, is important because we have to be able to be positive for ourselves. We have to love ourselves enough like it's our best friend. Think of your best friend and how would you support your best friend going through what you're going through right now? That is the way you should be talking to yourself, loving yourself, forgiving yourself, giving yourself a break, some grace and forgiveness because we all crumble, we all fall and we all struggle. The problem is, is Our support system can't be there through the mental struggles that we have. Like no one looking at me would ever guess that my foot is burning and hurting right now. And I have come to the realization that I now have to just communicate that to my family because there will be times when it's been so excessive or when I'm lacking sleep that I'm not the nicest person. And so sometimes I will lash out and I will never lash out for that reason, without having told my family that I'm going through something that's really hard right now. Sometimes I may not tell them, but I will remove myself, like bring myself into my room here and kind of spend my time here. Also, with my kids being in college, a lot of times they're gone and my husband's at work, so I have a lot of time to myself. That can be good and that can be bad, depending on my relationship with me. Most of the time it's good. And do we do we struggle? Yes. Sometimes we struggle with being positive or saying positive things to ourselves, rewarding ourselves for good moments and loving the moment we're in because it can be worse and it is worse for others. So we have to learn to be self-reliant and strong enough and positive enough internally so that we can be there when our support system can't. Our support's great when we are really struggling with something that we can't get past, especially a physical thing, right? If I'm laid up in bed like I was for five years prior to surgery, um, prior to amputation with all my other surgeries, well, then my family could see I needed them. They could, they could bring me a lunch. They could do the laundry. They could do the dishes. But what about now when I am up here struggling, when, when things are hard, And I can't communicate exactly what I'm feeling because unless you are an amputee and unless you're me, you have no idea what I'm going through and where my pain threshold, maybe, maybe I can take pain to a seven 
and tolerate it, but eight starts to start gnawing on my emotions. And maybe for you, if you hit a three or a four, you are done, right? And we don't know. So each one of us is so uniquely different. Even if you're an amputee, you won't relate exactly to what are, where I'm at right now, especially if you've never experienced that. And I say this because my assistant prosthetist is an above knee amputee. And I remember last year him having an issue. I think he had hurt his back and he got really, really bad phantom pains, like where he couldn't sleep for several days. And he asked me, is that what you felt? And I'm like, yeah, like three times already. And he had never in 20 years had that. And then wham, it hit him. So unless really we've each gone through that, you know, we don't know. So we have to be our own advocate. We have to be the one that speaks positive. Even when we are struggling to pick ourselves up and make something of our day. And so I just, I wanted to bring that up because like I said, I'm working on zero sleep right now cannot wait to go to bed tonight. And I pray that the feeling I have right now, which tends to amplify when I take my leg off, isn't amplified when I take my leg off tonight because I really need sleep. And I'm hoping that I'm so tired. I don't know about you, but when I get really, really tired, I finally just, no matter what, I just finally fall asleep because no matter what the pain is, I just, I can't, I can't stay awake any longer. I'm really kind of hoping that's tonight's sleep. So we'll see. We will see. But in the meantime, we need to make sure that we love ourselves where we're at in our journey with love and forgiveness and grace and humility and and care like we would to our best friend or our our spouse or our children. How would you want them how would you want to treat them if they were going through what you are going through right now? And will it be easy? No, absolutely not. This is when character building comes in. When we have to actually dig deep down inside of us to find out what we're really made of. And we don't know until we get thrown into it, into some situation. And maybe you're not an amputee, but you're listening. Maybe you're going through some other crisis in your life. Well, guess what? You may not know how to handle it, but after this, you will know how to handle it if it comes up again. Well, as an amputee, each situation and each scenario is a little bit different, but I am getting a little more educated on how I deal with things, how long things can last. I know that every negative thing that's ever happened to my residual limb that's been painful, whether phantom pain or actual physical pain, comes to an end. And that has saved me so many times in four years where I was at wit's end and thinking, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And then I tell myself, remember, this will end. This will end. Just find something to distract yourself for a day, two days, three days, whatever it takes. But in four or five days, most of my really bad situations have turned around and just dissipated. And that's where experience comes in. So I can tell you guys all these things, but really, if you're new to this world, you're not going to know how to deal with it till you face it head on. And then you learn from yourself. If you're really thinking about what you're going through, taking those mental notes or writing down actual notes, you're going to start seeing patterns. I swear there's patterns to the pain. There's patterns to 
the ups and downs, you'll notice that every time you get a new socket, you might go through a week, maybe two weeks of pain and rash or uncomfortableness, and then it'll all of a sudden subside. Write it down. The day you got the socket, the day it felt bad, the day it felt better. And then watch the pattern start to repeat itself. But in the meantime, speaking positive to yourself, giving yourself a little grace. And I say that because there's going to be times when you just can't. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. You just can't. You can't move forward. You're stuck. You're angry. You're frustrated. You're sad. You want to cry. Um, You want to lash out. Give yourself grace on that because it is a journey that is really hard to understand. And it's even harder sometimes to communicate exactly what you're going through to the people that you are around and who love you and want to take care of you and help you. And there really isn't anybody that's going to be there like you will be for yourself. Example, last night, laying up all night long, laying in bed, trying to find a comfortable spot. I kept trying to figure out if there was a pressure point on my residual limb that I could push into on the bed or with my other leg laying over it. I tried everything. And right next to me was my husband sound asleep. He won't know. And I know he needs to be able to get sleep so he can work the next day. I'm on my own. That is my moment to challenge myself, to become stronger, to become the warrior that I need to be so that I can kick this thing to the curbside and, and function and, and win that, that moment. And it was not an easy path last night but I made it through. I'm here today to tell you that I did it. I'm smiling. I'm enjoying the people that I'm seeing today. I'm loving on my dogs, enjoying doing the podcast. Does that mean that I'm not a little concerned about tonight? Does it mean that my leg isn't buzzing right now and hurting right now? No. But am I choosing to live in the negative? No, I'm choosing to find the positive. I'm, I'm reframing the way I'm thinking of this so that I can be the best version of me, even in the midst of problems, trials, pain, etc. So one thing that you will find out is how uncertain each day will be. And as an amputee, and I would say I'm still new in four years, I'm, you know, I'm still getting new sockets. I haven't hit a plateau where I'm just done. I'm almost there. But even then, Every day can still be pretty new. And so I want to embrace the uncertainty that is sure to follow. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I don't know if all of a sudden I will hurt my back and that's what causes really bad pain for my residual limb, like phantom pain. And that can happen. It's happened four times in four years and it is the most God awful moments of three, four to five days of no sleep, can't sit, can't stand, can't lay, nothing feels good. And you just do the best you can with that. So embracing uncertainty, you know there's going to be problems and you know there's going to be good times. When you embrace the uncertainty, then you can actually live in the moment so much better and enjoy when things are good because you know what sucky feels like. And it will happen, I'm sorry to tell you, but sucky is going to happen. It always does. It kind of comes in and it takes over and it tries to ruin your day. And I want to know, are you strong enough? Are you a warrior enough to function through that? 
and do the best you can with that so that the people you love aren't hurt by your anger and frustration. Can you, can you manifest enough positive in your life to get through those uncertain moments? And I will tell you, they will end. They are not forever. You may have to make some changes. You may have to adapt a little bit, but I guarantee you, you are going to build so much character and strength. You'll have never knew that you were as strong as you are until you go through something. We also want to find out how to find contentment when we're, when we are struggling and knowing that things can be worse. And I've seen it. There are times when I just can't see past the pain. So anytime I'm not in that kind of pain, which I would count as a 12 out of 10 on the pain scale, and I've done that, like I said, four times in the last four years, if I'm not in that pain, then I can deal with it. And I find contentment in that, in those problems. And because they're minor compared to what that is. And I know it can rear its head whenever it feels like it. So I will live in happiness, live in the moment, live in the present and be positive as much as I can even when it may not be um, good enough, like like it's not great, but it's just good enough is what I should say. You know, sometimes you just learn to live and it's good enough is actually a fantastic place to be because it's better than sucky. So, you know, ask yourself, are you, do you love who you are enough to be able to be so internal in those moments, especially in the quiet of the night, that you are your own best friend, your own cheerleader, your own strength and fortitude, and your own safe place, because you need to be. And if you're not, now's the time to start practicing those positive um, moments, those positive verbiage, I guess you could use for yourself. Some people like to put post-it notes on their mirror to, to say positive things about themselves. Sometimes it's just a matter of when you're going through something, find the positive. Yeah, find the positive in when things are going wrong. And as you start getting good at feeding yourself positive words, positive um, statements about yourself and about your character and about your strength and, and everything, you're going to start coming back to that as second nature. Like practice, 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 right? Practice makes permanence. So when we practice saying positive, we will say positive in the heat of pain and the heat of problems. If we practice being negative, putting ourselves down, telling us that we are weak, we this life sucks, I hate my life, I hate where I'm at, I hate how I look, I hate how I feel, well, that is not going to do anything but breed more anger and negative energy, which then will bring you down. And quite frankly, what I have noticed is not just like with me, but talking to other amputees, when they have been angry in their situation, they feel more pain. When they are frustrated with themselves and hate where they're at, they are in pain. And when people are positive and upbeat, I notice they don't talk about their pain. Not that they don't have it, they just don't focus on it. So that's where you want to be. You want to start turning the, the, the tide on your your self-talk and love you for who you are. Treat yourself like your own best friend. How would you treat your best friend if they were really down and out and struggling? And that's how you should treat yourself. 
You wouldn't tell your friend that they're ugly and stupid and, and worthless. So why would you say that to yourself? You should love yourself enough to help yourself through those moments because in everybody's life, no matter how big a support system you surround yourself with, there are the quiet moments. A lot of times at night, first thing in the morning, or when you're in commute or whatever, that it's just you and your own self. And you have to be able to be your own best friend, love yourself where you're at, and be able to pull yourself up out of a negative situation to find the positive. So I hope this helps you think about things a little differently. Truly, truly, I tell you, your call to action this week is really just start practicing saying positive things. You don't have to say them out loud. You don't have to walk around the house going, I'm great, I'm amazing, I'm a warrior, I rock. But you, you know what? If you want to and no one's home, scream it from the rooftops for all I care. But make sure that what's going on here and up in your head is positives. The moment you say something negative, switch it. Yeah? Don't be, oh, I hate when this happens. Don't bring in the negative energy because that negative energy just spawns more negative. You want to start creating the positive. So flip it. So practice, practice, practice speaking kindness, speaking love into you. Visualize your, your own best friend and treat yourself that way and, and become your own best friend. Become your best support because you will astound yourself with the positivity that you can bring to yourself, which then in turns, it actually attracts other people that are positive. You know, you've heard people say, you know, you don't want to spend time with people that are going to bring you down or make you, you know, question your self-esteem and things like that. Why would you do that to yourself? Would you want to hang out with you? And if your answer is no, then that's the person that needs to change right there. If you're telling yourself that I don't even want to hang with myself, then you aren't your own best friend. You don't love yourself like you should, and you deserve that. So work on positive energy, work on positive talk. Self-talk is so important. So get to it. Use the next seven days to really start honing in on positive comments about you, your life, your circumstance, the way you look, the way you feel, everything from beginning to end of day. Start with a positive and with a positive and you will eventually start seeing, no, your circumstance isn't going to change. If I'm an amputee, I'm an amputee for the rest of my life. I have to own that. I have to live that. I would rather live that in a positive fashion versus taking myself down every day with beating myself up with negative and negative and negative, because it's going to be a long life of really feeling like crap if I don't start turning the page on this. And if you're dealing with some sort of medical condition and you don't know when that page will turn and you might turn over a new leaf and become healthy again, then start embracing where you're at and you might find that that positive mental attitude that you are, are impressing upon yourself internally will start changing your health um, outlook. You know, there it's it's very obvious. People that are positive tend to do really well with with um, roadblocks, and those that are very negative and um, pity party and really frustrated with their situation that can't get past it are the ones that will continue to harbor and and deal with that anger over and over and over again. 
And that's not going to be helpful for anybody. People around you won't want to be around you. You won't even want to be around you. And then it's going to get to a point where your mental game is so shattered that getting up in the morning is going to be hard. So work on your positive this next week. Talk positively to yourself. Love yourself for where you're at. Love yourself for who you are. There's only one you and you're spectacular and you deserve the best. So until next time, as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.